0: Welcome, hunters, to the Hunters Hub, episode fifty-two. This is Fortuan chiming in, and joined by my ever-faithful co-host Haru.
1: Hello, I'm just interested in keeping it real today. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and our new guest, Morg Daddy, or we'll refer to him as Morg, because calling him Daddy the whole podcast might be a little awkward. So, yeah.
2: welcome. Yeah. We're going to try and keep it PG. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Uh, I I've told I've talked about this before, but I do have a, a a group of friends that I used to play Overwatch with, and they called me Daddy Fortwan because I was a lot older than them. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That That's that was definitely
2: um, a work related nickname. Cause uh, yeah, we had a foreman. And they and the girls always referred to him as Daddy, and they were like, "Oh, don't worry, Morgan. You, you could be our special little Morgue Daddy." And I'm like, "You know, I can turn this around and make this something." I think. <laughs> That's
0: <awesome.
2: laughs> yeah. let's use that on youtube
0: <laughs> nice
2: yeah
0: uh so we we have um we have a couple of things we're going to talk about today um uh, morg here had a, had a couple ideas and we always welcome mm-hmm. new ideas so um we've kind of got, touched on this stuff um but not i, I think we were more focused on just mechanics and that kind of stuff for a long time. But what we wanted to start to start with was Monster Hunter through the ages. Um, as I understand, Haru, you started in third generation, right,
1: or fourth? Yeah, try the one I never shut up about. Um,
0: yeah, yeah I try.
1: started
2: about uh, Freedom Unite uh, during the the PSP era when uh, I think it was uh, right. drifting away from PS2. Um, the first game and then like kind of drifting over into like the more portable consoles. That's when I started getting into it for sure.
0: So Freedom Unite is the end mm-hmm. of the second generation. Uh, it was the last game in that generation. Um, well, it's kind of weird. There's there's a there's a pseudo bridge between the second and third generation and portable third. It's kind of weird. It, it was like keeping with second generation mechanics but adding in third generation monsters that eventually got directly ported into third generation it was weird anyways um so i started in the first generation with the first monster hunter um so we're going to talk a little bit about monster Hunter through the ages and we've touched on this in previous podcasts but um i think morg you had a different idea of how to go with this right so you wanted to talk about right um well, in general, right, right. just Monster Hunter Through the Ages, which we have touched on, but then also cool builds, uh, weapons, and then um, funny screw-ups as in like, what new players do uh, kind of thing. Um, that may not be a, a generational talk. But, right. Um, so I guess Monster Hunter Through the Ages, uh, you want to start at the beginning, Monster Hunter 1, janky as heck, but still fun, <laughs> is the yeah, summary. Yeah, Exactly. Um,
1: it's like it's like the last man standing in terms of a console Monster Hunter in the first two generations, at least in the West.
0: Right, and it was kind of funny uh, when Monster Hunter World came out. A lot of people that were, you know, like, "Oh, I'm so happy it's back on its home console, the PlayStation." And it's like, I mean, like if it had done better on the PlayStation, maybe it wouldn't have had so many troubles getting Monster Hunter Dose in the U.S. Like, I don't. I don't get why there's this sudden urge for people to say, "Yeah, I was on the original p s two I feel like, like I feel like a large portion of people just <laughs> just made up the fact that they played in the first generation or something when World came out because like it was, man, know, that was well, a big everyone, sentiment
1: everyone wants to be the o g mm-hmm. and wants to make that sort of ethos claim for whatever they want to snake oil they want to sell.
0: yeah i mean like i mean i was there in the first generation but like and i loved the game Uh, i wouldn't say it was my favorite game you know out the door i don't think it became my favorite series until maybe freedom 2 so i don't like it it's i loved it but like there wasn't like a a big I don't know. It it was it was fun. I certainly put a lot of hours into it. I've mentioned uh, Monster Hunter 1 on PS2. I put in 2,500 hours total, it seems. Um, I'm adding that between two saves. Uh, I found out, though, it wasn't that I lost my save. And Like I've been saying for years, my brother actually reminded me of this. I got a new memory card so that we didn't have to share memory cards, my brother and I. Yeah. So I voluntarily made a new character, a thousand no. hours in.
1: <laughs> yeah, That's kind of past that makes the point me feel a... like you don't. Want I to I lose.
0: know, but like I, I was a gunner at that time, and I didn't enjoy it so much. And I kind of felt like I needed a fresh start, so I went great sword for the next thousand five hundred hours. That's so, yeah, one That was fun. Could have
1: Used Monster Hunter's ever useless Multiple save slots Oh Yeah but we yes.
0: wanted to play together That was the issue We never got to play together Because we had to share a Playstation 2 And then we didn't Right So <laughs> it was part of that too
2: Yeah um, it just kind of seemed A little bit impractical Having to have like two consoles in the same house In order to be able to play together If you <laughs>
0: yeah that was that was the start of the internet age though that was the the end of split screen alright split screen isn't dead but it, it, you know it's it's definitely reduced <laughs> although fun fact not a lot of people know this try was the only monster hunter to have a split screen
2: oh no way oh my gosh I can't believe I missed out on that oh my gosh oh I've been playing it on the DS apparently I've been playing it all wrong <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I'm serious. You oh could have gosh. a player too, on the same mm-hmm. Wii, uh, on Monster and Try, and it was only arena quests, and it was only like it had no progression tied to any character. It was just literally like the demo. <laughs> you know, it, it it was there.
1: I'm just trying to place in my mind like where that even. Um, where Where you could even access that because wouldn't arena quests only be in lock lock the shutdown portion of the game
0: uh I do believe it was on a separate menu from the start screen if I remember oh. correctly I could be wrong, but there was like I think it was like an actual separate menu item instead of like continue character and that kind of thing I would have to look this up it's been since two thousand eleven that I have played try I would bet so. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. It's it's been a long time. It's hard to believe it. Two thousand eleven was seven years ago. I'm getting old. Someone stop this, please.
1: <laughs> I guess Stop um, this
0: roller coaster of time.
1: I guess I kinda just get used to bypassing all those weird multiplayer options on the on the start menu of Nintendo games.
3: Yeah. Like, <laughs> do you want to play
1: Street Pass for Legend of Zelda, A Link Between Worlds. Like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs>
3: um,
0: so, basically, just I don't want to like dwell too much on first gen a lot. You know, we talked about this a couple times. Um, Mo- Monster Hunter in first gen is a lot of the core mechanics of what we have now. Just take away literally all of the quality of life, including an icon of when you went to gather things and carve. Got nothing. It was... There wasn't even nodes, like, mining nodes. Wasn't such a thing. It was literally a crack in the wall that you had to know was mineable. And <gasps> you had to have the pickaxe selected. And then you would... You literally
2: had to, like, cop you, and feel the walls. And, like, you know, it's like, oh, okay, is this, like, a mining zone? Look, but, um... But yeah, I mean like yes. at least back then you still had like uh, those green glowing bugs to be able to tell you like where the insects were, but yeah, I do remember the cracks in the wall in Freedom Unite for sure. And oh my gosh. Right, but what a hassle. Freedom
0: Unite had an icon though. Oh, Freedom Unite had an icon that popped up. Monster Hunter 1 did not. It was just I'm going to go here and try to use my pickaxe. Oh okay, my it
2: works. God. So you
0: basically how you knew it was usable is if you had your pickaxe in your menu item selected and it would, uh, it would turn from gray to uh, lit up.
2: Oh my gosh. So you'd literally have to like, just press your character up against every wall. And then you'd have to just button mash and just hope to God that you'd find it.
0: <laughs> yes. So oh, yeah, that's it's, hilarious. It's the core mechanics of monster hunter m- minus all the quality of life. Uh, another fun fact we've talked about this several times also Greatsword didn't have charge levels so there you go Uh, it was just swinging yeah so Um, all you
2: kids that are playing World right now uh, appreciate this okay appreciate this
0: oh my goodness (laughs) I mean like World is like as far as quality of life goes is miles ahead of Generations Ultimate Uh, although I've really got adjusted to Generations Ultimate because I mean it's easy I've been playing the same game for 14 years right yeah exactly yeah
2: yeah. Mm mm-hmm
0: so, well, not the same game, the same series, but I mean, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's monster hunter with all the jank you could think of bad hitboxes, weird monster animations, weird things like Gravius never leaving lava. And you're just standing there hyper beaming you across the room. You can't do anything about Ugh. it. Cause he won't come near you. Like it was, there was like failed timed out quests because of stupid stuff like that. Exactly. Um, <laughs> Then eventually we got on the Monster Two, and one thing we talked about a little bit before the podcast. Um, interesting note: Japanese did not have in the original game the dual blades, but everyone else did. Other versions had dual blades. It wasn't until the expansion that the Japanese players got to use dual blades. So, mm-hmm. interesting fact. But ultimately, what we're going to get into is a little bit more uh, experience where Morgan uh got into or morgue um is the second generation which culminated in freedom unite um mechanics wise pretty much everything was the same mm-hmm. uh, throughout the second generation but the end of that generation was freedom unite um most people remember it as the most content monster hunter until g- generations ultimate or three
2: yeah years. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah, that that definitely at the time was uh, the most popular one for uh, PSP. And um, yep, yeah, that was that was the one that my cousins got me into. Um, they were they were all playing it at the time. I think there were like five or six of them, and they were like, "Yeah, you should give this a try." And I'm like, "Okay, I, I don't really fully understand how it works, but eh, I, I'll give it a go." And then I think uh, by the by the end of it, uh, before Try uh, finally came out, um, I think I sank over 800 hours into that game, and I finally figured out, like, all the crazy little mechanics, and I was able to do, like, some of the crazier missions on my own, like, figuring out how to beat Kushaladaura in the snow, um, dual Tigrex in the snow, and, oh my gosh, and, um, figuring out how to beat Gravios for sure, learning that, uh, guns were the way to go for Gravios because, heaven forbid, that you could just got blue sharpness and everything just bounces off of them. It's like, oh
3: god. <laughs>
0: Fun fact, um, I have never mained a gun since the first save I had in Monster Hunter 1. I probably never will again. I don't like using guns. Mm -hmm. So all of second and third generation, I was a hammer user. Mm -hmm. And Gravius actually wasn't that bad for me. Um, Because I just stayed under the belly and just whacked his legs and belly. Like, that's all I did.
2: Oh, yeah. And um, I think eventually at one point, like, um, after you, like, break the belly, um, it, it gets that much softer. So, um, yeah, if you just keep hitting it, um, eventually you end up doing way more damage to it after you break all the parts on right. it.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. We talked about this just a few episodes ago, but Gravius now has a ridiculous amount of break points. I think it's ten. Nine or ten. It's, it's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my
2: gosh. Like he, he, he just turns into a sponge for damage. It's like, oh my gosh, no, not the belly.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, also one also of the monsters um,
1: that,
2: uh, this was a thing that, uh, I think they selectively had. I think, I can't remember if it was just in the second generation, um, lightning rods. Those were uh, the oh thing yeah, you could get, like, I forgot um, I about it was those. When they featured Kushala, yeah, Kushala Daura um, being one of the big baddies, and of course, if you were in the jungle and it was like stormy out, um, you could just plant one of those things right beside them, and lightning would strike them, and <laughs> it would do ridiculous damage. Oh, it was so good.
0: Yeah. I forgot Whoa. about Wait, lightning what? rods because great stuff. Yeah, it's an it's a it's like a uh, uh, it was it was oh. considered a trap or something. I don't remember, but it's literally you just shove this metal rod in the ground and lightning starts striking it, and it would hit the monster. Yeah, and it would do lightning damage.
2: Yeah, that's correct. Mm. Yeah, yeah, you could just plant it in the ground and like if Kushala got too close to it, zap! It would just get him. It was just oh, it was mm, beautiful, good stuff. That sounds... <laughs> I forgot
3: about
0: that.
1: That sounds like a bit... <laughs> that artif- is. Yep. It sounds like a bit of an artificial way for, like, a, you know, to channel the wrath of the heavens and all that, but that'd be interesting yeah. to, to bring that back as, like, some sort of, like, um, uh, uh you know, like, environmental trap, like, at, right. at the top of the Coral I... Highlands or something, you can see storms when Kirin's around. Yes. Yeah,
0: although it really wouldn't help against Akirin, but yes. <laughs> well, that's just
1: because um, have the stupid thing. Or no, can't no, be in the map. nothing Elder
2: helped against Akirin. <laughs> uh, you just you just pray that you just land a hit on his head, and then you just like topple him over, and then you just wail on him after that. Once he's down, you just pray that you get a chance to hit him.
0: Now, one thing that, um, you know, talking about Monster Hunter and Through the Ages, one thing that has surprised me that hasn't happened even to this day is a variety of traps. Mm -hmm. We've had the pitfall trap since game one. Uh, Second generation introduced Mm -hmm. the shock trap. That's it? Like, I figured there would be more traps, but I guess, you know... With more traps means, you know, more chances to basically essentially stun lock a monster forever. But then again, isn't that what sonic bombs do to Cepheidrome and Diablos? Like I, I never I never understood the 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 lack of traps.
1: <laughs> well I think it's kind of perfect because, you know, going on to third generation, we introduced underwater, there was one trap for underwater and one trap for on land. Or well, two traps yep. for land, but you kind of want to save one if Lugaiakris retreats.
0: Yeah, and I, I always feel thought like it's the funny. shock
2: trap was like the perfect multifunction tool for sure. Um, it also um, it was really nice to be able to have the shock trap, especially if you wanted to like cut tails on monsters or um, if you wanted to like uh, get Devil Joe's head. For example, his head would just stay in place, and so you could just wail on it and like break all of his teeth or whatever. But um, with Pitfall, there was a lot of struggling going on, and of course naturally in, in 3 Ultimate and try, you, you couldn't really use a Pitfall Trap in the
0: water. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I, just, I don't know. It's mm-hmm. just something to surprise me because it felt like, here's a whole item category especially in the first one, that has one item. So why is it a category? <laughs> mm-hmm. right. right. Well, well yeah, it'd uh, be cool it, if there was like...
1: <laughs> um, if traps were like mantles where you could bring like two, but they each had different yeah. effects and stuff.
0: That would have been cool, right? Like you know, like maybe you had like a, a like a pitfall trap because like some things like a pitfall trap they don't make sense. Like we talk about the the raptors, the drones, you know the mm-hmm. you know those kind of stuff. Like it, they're like okay, I just fell down a big hole. Like if this thing is big enough to trap like a rathalos or a rathian, like. The raptor is just going to fall down and jump back up, right? So what if they had like a foot noose trap or something, or it grabs them by the foot, you know, and yeah. pulls them up or something like that? And you beat on them like a pinata for a little bit, and they die. But
1: <laughs> I mean, jumping forward, there actually are like three-ish mm-hmm. new traps yeah. through the mounting system and World. Like there's the felines, the gajalakas, and just like a like a yeah a foliage snare. If you make them knock over a tree
0: that's true yes that you're right that is kind of but yeah those are environmental stuff so i'm not well yeah, know i get, I get, get what you're saying mechanism. they're definitely traps yeah there's the same mechanism they're just not equipment i guess But i like your idea of having like equipment and you know various traps and you know, that kind of thing that would also help you know uh, stop abusing it or whatever because you could like only ever carry two or something like that um Cause it's kind of weird to think about Monster Hunter and balancing issues, but now that there's an official speed run, oh wait, wait, time attack. I'm sorry, Mm -hmm. time attack mode, uh, official, you know, section time attack event. At least one, Um, you know, like they actually have to worry about balancing now to a degree. So that's kind of weird, but whatever. So, So, um...
2: and um, that was another thing about uh, a lot of. Did he cut out? Oh, I'm sorry, yeah. Uh, you go ahead.
3: Go so ahead, like
1: Hunter. going back to um, Fair third generation, that was of course the infamous introduction
2: of underwater. Uh, sure. Uh I think my connection's just awful. And yep. <laughs> um So so there's the first like I think it was the
1: ride, three or so underwater monsters or monsters with underwater phases. And yes. all the weapons had their sort of a little bit reduced and sometimes expanded uh, move sets. Things like great swords. When you yeah. ch- charge swung, you wouldn't slam into the ground. You'd follow through and do like a circle slash, come back around in the water.
0: For for people playing a uh, generations uh, ultimate, um, it's like the Moonbreaker with the great sword. That's literally what the great sword normal charge was. <laughs> There's a spinning <laughs> sword attack. <laughs>
3: A little bit you're older, me- you're- more of an enemy. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yes. Less pizzazz.
1: <laughs> yep. <laughs> and, you know, underwater really favored melee weapons with long ranges. You wanted to have yes. like your switch axe or your uh, lance or long sword. So you could uh, just sort of uh, maneuver it- around to different parts and then actually hit it.
0: Right. Um with uh with try, there was a lot of changes to the series in general. First of all, the switch to a Nintendo platform. Um second of all three D movement because now you could move upwards um in the water. And um Yeah, that's that's the big drop which was kinda weird, like a yeah, it was it was it was like uh, it was weird because it's kind of like a jump almost like it was just like, sort of like jumping up but you were swimming up it was a jump button awkward to use which is why a lot of people didn't like it um, but i will say this i really miss being able to just target the the shockers on a lagayicus back it is so hard to hit the shockers on a lagayicus back without aerial or something like that <laughs> oh yeah <I> mean, <laughs> outside of water it's completely
1: not designed for that and it's, it's, it's hard true. enough even on like three <laughs> U on a three D S to just to just maneuver the character around the back. You really need yep. sort of double analog sticks so you can swim diagonally.
0: Yep, which uh was a thing. Um the the uh, circle pad pro launched with Monster Hunter three U. So the first uh three D S iteration of the game. And Wii U. But, you know, it was far less popular on Wii U because Wii U was far less popular. <laughs> 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 but, uh... Actually, it was also the first Monster Hunter to have save transfers, though, because you could switch back and forth between the Wii U and the 3DS if you so chose, and bought two copies of the game. One for 3DS and one for Wii U. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But... Third generation, like I said, we saw the the introduction to the Z axis <laughs> into Monster Hunter. Um, it was always cliffs and that kind of stuff. But you're basically, or just just sort of like, if you mapped it out, you're basically fighting on a you know top down approach <laughs> as far as positioning goes. Um, but uh, yeah, it's it, third gen was where a lot of people came in, um, Haru included as I understand. Mm -hmm. Um, It had a bigger push. The only time I saw a media push outside of PlayStation Magazine for Monster Hunter before 3 was Freedom Unite had um, a TV commercial which was just chopped up kids playing PSP saying how awesome it was. And um, various Parts of the introduction cutscene of Freedom Unite um, to make it look awesome. Which they made trapping look more awesome than it was. But. (laughs) Um, Yeah, um, it was.
1: Just besides popularity. Try was a big push. Besides popularity, uh, Mm -hmm. at least in the original Try, the big thing was like two out of five maps had underwater portions. And so the yes. certain monsters had, of course, unique uh, whole phases in under, underwater areas, and
0: gobel I miss you.
1: And the yeah. like, even the land monsters had sort of unique interactions. Uh, I guess D and D might understand it as layer actions in uh, <laughs> different, like yeah. depending on it. which area the map they were in.
2: Yeah, I found that. Um... For a lot of the underwater fights that um, it was, oh my gosh, it was very hard to uh, get good maneuverability and the camera controls were very confusing and that uh, a lot of those water monsters, they were, they were really fast. So, um, yeah, a really good strategy that I developed was using the Lance and getting mega dash juice and then just charging the monster to death <laughs> and they would just die. Like I'd never killed a pleioth so fast in my life. It was so funny.
0: what <laughs> which was uh it was kinda of funny because when Try first released, Plesiath wasn't on the roster. So you had these underwater portions uh in the deserted island in the flooded forest, and you're like Where's the one like monster that I would just sit there waiting for it to come out of the river all the previous games? And it's not in the one where we can finally go in there and beat the crap out of it.
2: Yeah, and avoid those oh, those beautiful broken hips. Oh my god, the ones that can hit you from like a mile away.
0: Well, it's or- just because Pleiouth was ginormous. Yes, he was the size of a Gravius, and Gravius at the time. I don't know, even Duramboros isn't as big as, as Gravius, I don't think. Sometimes he can be. Yeah. But I would say the average Duramboros, even though Duramboros is a big monster, Plesiath and Gravius are still some of the largest wyverns that weren't bosses. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure.
1: It's actually kind of surprising, because 3 Ultimate is not what I would call the most uh, content uh uh, plentiful, uh, like expansion to a Monster Hunter game. Yeah, but yeah. they actually did develop or make some sort of underwater phase for uh, Plessyoth in that game.
0: Just probably yes. for old times' sake. Yeah. <laughs> I was so happy to finally go beat up the fish.
2: Yeah. Oh, somebody bring back that uh, Kelby bow. Uh, I kind of miss breaking parts really easily off of them. <laughs> Oh, the slime! Oh, what a great mechanic!
0: Yeah. Um, for those who don't know, uh, currently in in current iterations of the game, blast element was called slime because only really Brakadias had it. Um, in three U, mm-hmm. someone else had it, right?
2: Yeah, exactly. I think it, I think it was just Brac at the time, and then, um, after they started bringing in um things like uh, molten Tigrex and Teostra. That's when they started to realize, well, it can't be exclusively slime for a so we got to come up with a new mechanic because they all have this explosive effect. So I guess that's...
0: Yeah, it's yeah. just called blast.
2: Yeah. And then that's when uh, things started to become more balanced too because, my God, those Brac weapons were so broken in through you.
0: Yeah. Well, depending on the weapon you used, I don't think the Brac hammer was the end all of hammers.
2: No, no, no. No, for sure. Um,
0: no. um, heck, I don't even know if there was a, a hammer really shined above the rest that well in the three U you know, days. I can't remember. At least I actually was element matching a lot with hammers back in those days, so I don't really know. Even though hammer is largely raw,
2: yeah, damage. I gravitated towards the uh, that uh, the revolver a lot when I was fighting Lao Shanlong for sure. Yeah,
0: no. well, it's just because it's cool. Oh my
2: gosh! I mean, yeah, who who doesn't want to use a six shooter on a stick?
0: Exactly.
2: <laughs> I'm just gonna beat you up um, with this gun on a stick. Boom! Boom! Boom!
1: Brakadillos right. was also sort of the the advent, the origin point of all the sort of mecha or uh, sort of super sentai style armor sets. That's and true. Yeah, and you got was, both yes. the cell pass and. Um, there's, I think there's a couple of bug armors in the world. And, of course, Generations is all uh, these, like, oh, sort of metal yes. suits that are, like, very... Very uh, mecha, for sure. Smooth and angular at once. Oh, yeah, freaking the... What, how can I forget? Astolos's armor is, like, the most clear, glowing <laughs> robot yeah. suit in the game.
2: <laughs> for sure. <laughs> uh I have to admit that uh, G rank um, for sure, like those twin cannons that you get on your shoulders. That's that's really sick, for sure. It's probably one of the coolest features. Yeah.
0: I um, I don't know. I, I kind of like that mecha you know aesthetic for the for those armors, but I never got into that kind of show or anything. Like uh, a lot of my friends are into Gundam and that kind of stuff, and I just like, I mean. We all know my opinion on anime. It's whatever. I don't really care for it that much. Yeah, like a few select shows, but... <laughs> yeah, we all kind of dabble you know. just a little bit.
1: <laughs> I mean, I'm not over, sitting over here watching uh, Power Rangers, but it's kind of funny that they... they um,
0: yeah. You can cosplay. The, 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 <laughs> you know, it reminds me more... Of, do, you, do you guys remind, uh, remember if there was like a knockoff of Power Rangers? It was I think it was completely... Uh, I think it was completely American. <gasps>
2: yeah, you're right. Um, the, you're right. The Beetleborgs. Oh, you guys remember that? Yes, I was there for Beetleborgs. That was a that was great for the nineties. I remembered watching that on A Channel. Oh. So cool. But I was very confused as to why there was the vampire, the mummy, and the werewolf in it. Um I had no idea what that it was, was going on.
0: More more American recognized villains. Yeah, the stereotypes. I would, I would bet. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean it just I don't know. I i I try i I know this is a big aside I actually tried watching Power Rangers a few years ago
2: oh my because
0: like out of nostalgia that show is terrible <laughs> well
2: when you're a, when you're a kid like there's no real there's no real sense of like judgment or like filters like to tell you that it's like oh well compared to this show mm, no no if you're a kid you just enjoy it it's like uh it's like going back to like um Oh, what was that one type of candy that I used to really love? Um, uh, Fruit by the Foots were actually not that bad, but I mean, like there are some like brands of cereal that I can't even touch anymore because they're just it's just pure sugar, and I'm like, oh, how yeah. did I love this?
0: <laughs> I you want to you want to talk about a sugar overload? This so my brother he he still does this to this day. Sometimes he takes. Do you ever see those three packs that are Gushers, Fruit by the Foot, and Fruit Roll ups? Oh
2: no. He, he, he is. He didn't. Did he do it?
0: He, he takes he takes the gushers and he lays them out on a fruit roll up. Oh no! He rolls up the fruit roll up and wraps it in a fruit by oh, foot. Fruit,
2: it's like it's the ultimate foot foot. candy burrito.
0: Uh. It is so, so much sugar, <laughs> and it is. Oh man. I, I can't I can't even describe just how overloading that is. <laughs> uh, Some of a mean case of diabetes. Jeez. Here we are. <laughs> Here we are. More nineties references. Oh, Thank God. you, Wilford Brimley. Yep. <laughs>
1: hey, he made it to like uh, two thousand five. He he was around for a bit there. Yep, for sure. Yeah, yeah,
0: I know. Oh man. Uh. Um so, yeah, um, those are all pre-Monster Hunter, because that was 2004, right? <laughs> 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 um, blast from the past. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah, as your point, I do like those armors, Haro, the, the, that aesthetic, even though I didn't get into that kind of show, mm-hmm. uh, except for Power Rangers as a kid. Um, but um, the <laughs> uh, So, yeah, you know, we kind of move on to the fourth gen, where we got, uh, and I, we didn't mention, but um, Switch axe was the first um, of the newer weapons added in third gen. Mm-hmm. Came in and try, um, which try also lost most of the other weapons. It lost, um, it lost dual blades. Mm. It did not lose Longsword. I know that, um, but it lost the hunting horn and the gun lance at least, and then the bow. I think we lost four weapons in try. Yeah, but then. We got everything back in 3U, and then 4, which we didn't get outside of Japan, added the Insect Glaive and the Charge Blade, which apparently the Charge Blade was just trash and utter trash, and you wouldn't use it. So they buffed it in 4U when it went uh, outside of Japan, also, and And it became overpowered with guard points.
2: Yeah, it it, it <laughs> became the god tier weapon that everybody just knew and loved, just beautiful stuff. It's like, oh yeah, I'm just going to guard, and then I'm going to do like the ultimate burst and just shoot you with this huge wave of impact damage, because that's, that's charge blade on roids right there.
0: Yeah, so in fourth gen, I made a conscious decision to stop being a hammer bro. I was like, okay, I want to cut tails. I want to be able to cut off a tail. I want to be able to break all the parts. And the only thing I can't break is a tail or, you know, get it yeah. off. Except for Durambros. I love Durambros for that reason. He was the only tail that I could cut off. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I can just cut it off um, with a hammer.
0: Yes. Exactly. Um, but, um, so I made a conscious decision to switch. And I actually started out all the way to the end of village quests on sword and shield. And I just couldn't cut it. I was having so many troubles with Gravius, actually. Even though I was using a water sword and shield, it was taking so long of a fight. It wasn't that it was, oh, I'm dying to Gravius. It was, it's just taking too long. Yeah. And I just wasn't playing the weapon well. It wasn't meshing with me. So then I saw a video from Gaijin Hunter because at this point I was a moderator on the Monster Hunter subreddit. And I was running the weekly weapon threads that i did for a long time Mm -hmm. um and i ran one on the charge blade and i linked the charge blade stuff for gaijin hunter and his guard point thing and i was like oh oh this looks really cool and i've been kind of wanting to do a more complex weapon so i did it and then i did charge blade um for that and generations, not generations ultimate, yeah. Um, but those two games, I was a charge blade user, and yes, I know it was broken. It was the most popular weapon, but my goodness, it was fun.
2: Oh yeah, it definitely set the tone for an era, definitely in in that generation of games for sure. Um, I was the insect glaive, like it was a neat concept, and it did bring in. Um, the the mounting mechanic, which was really nice. Like, heaven forbid you try and beat Gogmazeos without having somebody rock in the insect life. But um, the kinsect was probably the most difficult thing to craft to get, like the perfect kinsect. And oh my god, it was it was just trial and error, trial and error. And like, even Gaijin Hunter was like, yeah, there's a there's a puzzle to it that you, you have to figure it out. And if you don't Um, you're never going to get the right one. And, ugh. It's just awful. Awful. they
1: also turned, like, half of all the gathering spots in that generation to these stupid nectar pools. Like, you get nectar and ambrosia. And it's like, oh, yes. That's a good idea for the map. Make gathering nodes that are useless for 90% of
0: players. Yeah, (laughs) That is still true in Generations Ultimate. There is, in the old desert... And I say old desert because it's the reskinned desert uh, from Monster Hunter 1. The dunes. Um, yeah, the dunes. If you go up to area three, is it the one directly above the base camp? Yeah. Because um, I think the first two areas it's are kind of ba- craggy um, Badlands
1: area.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. With the kelp. There are four gathering spots that could be tropical berries. Right, because they, they're little cactuses. Yeah,
2: yeah, exactly. Two
0: of them are ambrosia for the insect stuff. So I always forget. No, I mean, I always forget. I know now. But you tend to forget which one's which when you go on the Tropical Berry quest, which there's a lot of those because generations <laughs> decided that gathering quests were the cool new hip thing to do. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah,
2: <laughs> They weren't just hip. They were absolutely necessary or otherwise. <laughs> Good luck getting anywhere. For
0: some reason... It's and for some reason we decided that every gathering quest in the history of Monster Hunter had to be in this game. But anyways, yeah,
2: <laughs> even the mini games are um, like gathering missions. So it's like
0: <laughs> they we're
2: hell bent. It's like we got to get these guys more materials.
0: Oh jeez! But uh, you you go to gather these tropical berries and like, nope, that's Ambrosia. Okay, go to the next spot. Nope, that's Ambrosia. Yeah. <laughs> Here's the, Possibly some herbs and tropical berries. Like, it's just... It's just everywhere. And, that's and it's the like, thing. Ev- anything that looks like a gourd or a nut or anything like that, I don't even go near it anymore, because I know it's Insect Glaive juice. That's, that's <laughs> <the Yeah>. I <thing> just <laughs> don't touch it. That,
1: <laughs> that, that, like, gen just up and decided to drive me crazy, because just there's no consistent visual language for which is going to be an Insect Glaive gathering node. Because you can have right, like yeah. the same little berry shrub and a like model and it'll give you like mm-hmm. herbs or it'll give you Not herbs, but probably like antidote herbs uh, Or it'll give you the insect lib stuff And that was compounded with like when they shifted over to generations with Because they didn't change the old maps or the models for the old like mining nodes and things So there's mm-hmm. literally on, like yeah. a spot at the peak of the snowy mountains it is featureless. It is blank snow, and if you walk over it, you'll get the invisible block-like gathering notification you can gather <gasps> from that empty spot. I do remember that spot.
2: Yeah. <sighs> oh,
3: I went.
2: I think I went around there, and I like picked up a decayed scale, and I'm like. Well, this is kind of weird. Uh, I would have expected to find it at like that uh, Kushala Daura um, shell, but uh, no, no. Here's a decayed scale right there by the side of the rock. Uh, this game, I tell you, it's full of surprises. So
1: in fourth gen, they took like Monster Try had done its own approach to sort of creating more. Uh, depth in the maps and creating more th- uh, three-dimensional gameplay. But mm-hmm. Monster Hunter 4 took all that out and went a different route and just sort of made the maps these jungle gym sort of
2: climbing
1: uh, uh, sort of apparatuses and yes. introduces, introduced aerial attacks for the first time.
2: Yeah, yeah, they were definitely
1: I, into that. I them.
0: love that they fixed climbing, though, because climbing was painfully slow. Yeah. And it wasn't until... Just the previous game, you could even speed up climbing by running up a wall. What? Not running, climbing faster using stamina. Yeah, yeah, exactly <laughs> uh, that.
1: Running up a wall would take a couple more games. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. Um, Monster yeah, Hunter be Parkour. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so, like, that's... And then you get into Monster Hunter World and we got all those quality of life changes. I don't think we need to go... We've talked yeah. about that ad nauseum before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just everything um, that's that's so much better in World. So like that's kind of an idea of like you know monstering through the ages. But in that same context, we we kind of wanted to touch on what were some of the cool things uh, that came out of the generations, or what were the cool builds back then, and that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, one thing uh, I can say from just a couple things from first gen um, is that. Armor sets were literally like full sets. You didn't see the points for armor sets. <laughs> you just, you put on pieces of armor and hey, you got stuff. Yeah. Um, so mixed sets were very rare and they were hard to discern. So you just kind of had to make things and see if they worked together. Um, I know that there was a set of both Rathian and Rathalos. I don't remember what you had to have, but if you had both, that actually unlocked some certain things. Sorry, um, which game was this? Uh, the, the original, original Monster one,
1: yeah. Hunter. Oh, weird.
0: Um, there,
1: it's actually there was
0: uh, Diablo's there. only had a helmet, a chest, and a arms. So the tacit and the legs you had to pair with something else. And it was completely useless and you unless you found um it had to be paired, I think, with something else. Monobolos was the same way, the Monobolos armor. Oh, um, monoblos. But yeah, we didn't mention him. Di- Diablos with a nose horn instead of triceratops horns. Um but yeah. Uh <laughs> um you know, like it was um it was very janky and that kind of stuff, but like one of the, the the iconic weapons, and I don't remember the name of it, but it was a sword. Um, they have it in Generations Ultimate. Oh, I think um, it was like it a doesn't...
2: Crimson Club or something like that, right? I think it was, yeah.
0: No, no, no. There's a, it's it's made of Rathian and Thalos parts, and it, it basically looks crystalline with like a red center. Um, I don't remember that. It's a dragon sword or something like that. It's really good. It's like the best sword, great sword in the game. Hmm. Um, but it required five Rathalos plates and five Rathian plates. And this is literally what started the whole headlock tail farming uh, like craze in the first generation. <laughs> yeah, and then it just proceeded um, to
2: carry over into all the other generations as well.
0: <laughs> right, because the drop rate was much worse in the first generation for plates and... And it was just it was just horrible. And high rank didn't have gems and rubies and that kind of stuff. It was still just plates. But you wouldn't get plates until high rank at all. I yeah, don't think. Yeah, we
1: complain we complain about like farming, but straight up re- requiring you to grind like five rare drops or I guess ten. Uh, yes. That's like legit farming. That's like what other games pull farming. Yeah,
0: people would pull hundreds of hours into literally, like I said, stun locking a Rathalos and a Rathian on a map, cutting off their tails, carving the tail saying, Did you get a plate? Did you get a plate? Did you get a plate? If everyone didn't get one, everyone abandoned rinse and repeat. If someone got one, everyone would suicide so you didn't have to fight the monster. It was literally to that point with tail farming. That's what tail farming was Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for plate plate runs is what they were called. Um, and it's referenced in NCH's video with the Tailless with Thalos, Um one of his early videos that he references once in a while. Um, but yeah, it's just like that was sort of the legacy of Monster Hunter 1. Uh, Monster Hunter 2, for me, didn't really have any standout armors or weapons per se. Um not specific ones at least i remember the acantor hammer and the acantor armor being really cool oh yeah uh, and being really powerful Mm -hmm. but i don't remember anything else really the rajong stuff was cool to have i don't remember liking it yeah Mm -hmm. uh just because rajong was such a powerful monster
2: I do remember that there were, like, a couple of, like, um, interesting strategies to it. I'm not sure if they were initially um, ones from the first generation, but I do remember that there was a lot of flash bomb lockdowns, for sure, especially when fighting th- guys like the Yukonlos or Akantor. And, yeah, just keeping the monster just locked in place and just never being able to do anything. It's like uh, the first flash bomb would be just as good as, like, your 9th or 10th or even your 15th. And, like... Um, we would all, like, pack, like, five flash bombs and then, like, ten of the bomb material, ten of the flash bugs, and then we would just keep making those bombs. And we would be just like, okay, just keep pinning him down and pray to God that we'd kill him before we run out. <laughs> uh, those were fun days. Wow.
1: So I didn't get into the whole gear game a lot in Monster Hunter try. Or I guess mm-hmm. even 3U because it was just so obscure. Um, basically, all those previous games I just built like complete sets because there was too much freaking uh, like menu hopping, math, mm-hmm. like number crunching to do a mixed set.
2: Yeah,
3: and I like don't, it, it, I don't
2: think at the time there were like any like real apps or anything like that for like set building for like. Um, and I'm going to use air quotes when I say this. Meta game playing. I'm not sure. Yeah. Yeah. At that time, I don't think there was really that much information. You had to literally write everything down on a piece of paper and keep track of everything that you did. Or otherwise, you'd screw up and then you'd be like, oh, great, now I've got to go and farm in order to build the right parts again.
1: But, uh, yeah, I did I did enjoy discovering, like, the Kushala Deora armor in, uh, four and. Just the whole evasion playstyle, evasion plus three. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and I always loved fighting. Uh, uh, ho- I was weird. I did like an evasion longsword set. Mm-hmm. And I loved fighting Shigaru Magala with that whole music and that whole arena uh, with the evasion set because I felt like the evasion was a good counter to its sort of bombastic, like shadow attacks and it sort of dives and claw strikes and that sort of thing. Right. Because mm-hmm. it had a huge wind-up for the, like, sort of ground-shattering attack.
2: Which sometimes hit, sometimes didn't. More often than not, it doesn't hit. It's kind of funny. If you're, like, just, like just a sliver beside it, it would completely miss. The rocks would, like, spike up from the ground and be, like, covering you and... You'd be like, yeah, huh? I didn't feel a thing.
1: <laughs> it's basically the one shot if you're not paying attention. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. W- if you move on to um, third generation, you mentioned it before, but the Kelby bow, yeah, was was an iconic bow at the time. Um. I specifically remember some of the hammers uh, from Three U, like the plesiath head hammer, mm-hmm. um, the Lagiacrus hammers being, especially the black Lagiacrus hammer being really powerful. Um, the the blackheads and abyssal Lagiacrus, mm-hmm. um, some of that stuff. I don't really remember any armor sets or mixed builds standing out um, um, per se.
2: I can't remember if like um, if Silver Rathalos at that time had. Um... Any of the skills aside from I think it was tenderizer. Tenderizer was an amazing skill, um, in, th- I mean, in it still is and try, yeah, um, yeah. In in four U, I believe tenderizer it just gave you like a, what was it? I think it was a an attack percentage like increase, fifty percent of the time. Yeah. Whereas with now it's like it it gives Affinity. you yeah it gives you critical hits, which is vastly superior now that we got like crit boost, which I don't think was in three U at the time. So. I mean, like, everybody was just all about getting critical hits, so... It's very nice. Yeah. Very nice stuff.
0: Yeah, the crit meta. Mm-hmm. The uh, crit meta for a lot of different <laughs> stuff. Um, Me- uh,
1: mechanically... You know,
0: like... Go ahead.
1: Uh, just mechanically, like, something I noticed going from 3rd to 4th gen mm-hmm. was um, the... Like, underwater and, like, the whole ancestral, I guess, monster under combat on the, on the ground mm-hmm. had this very grounded feeling to it. There's a really high animation priority, and, like, it all had the sense of momentum to it where all your actions were sort of bound within the sort, same sort of uh, phys- laws of physics. Uh, yeah, and yeah. In fourth They're... generation, they, they, of course, like, cut off that underwater branch that was all based on, like, the, the momentum and the weight of the water... And they added the sort of frenetic jumping animation where you're trying to sort of action movie Jason Bourne like whirling your arms in front of your character as you jump off of run run jump off of uh uh ledges and things and you just sort of climb up and spring off and swing at a monster and mount it yeah and that I think added a sort of much more frenetic feel to monster Hunter traversal and combat uh on top of the still very grounded sort of, uh, I guess, core combat, core combos and everything.
2: Yeah. Hmm. I think it also, um, uh, it also gave those, uh, those annoying attacks that would fly people into the air, like the great sword uh, backswing and like the hammer charge. I think it was like the second charge attack. It finally gave like those moves uh, some extra purpose. It's like, here, let me give you a hand so that you can get those air attacks. It's like, Oh, thank you. Rather than, like, back yeah. in the day, it was like, oh, my God, you piece of crap. How dare you attack me? I was oh, going God. to go for a hit, and you did that. Now I'm in the air and exposed. Oh, no.
0: Yeah, that was... <laughs> 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 when uh, when playing with my brother, who he was a lance user, um, he would get very, very angry at some of my friends who would just upswing blindly with the great sword. And he would just like he's like, look, if you keep doing that, we're gonna lose DPS. It's better if you don't upswing, do the side swing. Yeah, (laughs) he would get like you get really mad about that before. But you're right, the those those new mounting, you know, options because of those are so much better. I really want
2: to
1: catch uh, in fourth generation. Like you have the it's kind of a risk reward uh, the. Potential payoff is that you could mount a monster. The risk is you could lose all your friendships.
2: Yes. <laughs> yes. There was there was a lot of room for trolling back in the day, especially with that. And uh, I I really want to catch like some footage of like um, launching somebody in the air, them taking a fireball, and then everybody just failing the mission. Just be like, oh, yeah, that's your fault. But
3: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They Um, even
1: added, just briefly, they even added that crazy feature where you can juggle another Hunter in the air with, like, successive upswings, and then they can still, like, they call it Hunter Volleyball on the Twitter (laughs) account, and you can still mount at the end of that. But, Uh like, you know, sue me if anyone
2: has ever pulled that off on a 3DS. That would be so impressive. Oh, my God, the dexterity. And like, oh my gosh! Everybody would like develop the claw again, like that you would normally have gotten on <laughs> PSP. That you would get the claw again from that for sure. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That I could see that. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh. So, is there? I I can't. I don't want to say that there's a lot of iconic stuff from from fourth like i don't know i I don't know of anything super iconic you know like we talk about armor sets or even weapons from fourth gen because there were so many different options and so many people to play different things i mean i guess there was one thing um with the the gen prey uh sword and shield in recent years Mm. for just applying Paralysis and status like that thing was Broken yeah oh <laughs> oh if there's One
2: if there's one thing that's just absolutely Great about like sword and shield and dual Blades is status ailment Status ailment status ailment I swear like you'll never Get like faster paralysis Poison and sleep procs than from any other weapon except for those Maybe insect glaive but For sure sword and shield and Dual blades were just the go-to for those Like just masterful Especially like, uh, right? Uh, yeah, the only way that I can beat Kushala Dara these days, is, this is this is a sad habit that I get into. I just pull out the poison dual blades, go aerial style, and just dry hump the monster to death. <laughs> you you take out its it wind sounds... when you're mounting it, and you poison it, and you take out its wind that way, and you're just racking up damage like crazy. It's just so fun.
0: Okay, yeah, yeah, uh, it's definitely. <laughs> Definitely a way to take care of Kushala. Yeah. They kind of—I feel like they kind of nerfed the, the the poison effect. He still has wind around him, yeah. uh, just not the more powerful. Yeah, one.
2: it doesn't knock you around oh. as much. That's what you get, Kushala. That's for all those years that you pissed me off.
1: Yeah, I never—I never, yeah. <laughs> I never <laughs> really God. got people who like decided to fight Kushala without wind resistance because I always oh crafted the Camellia's armor and used my uh, poison Camellia's switch axe which is just like it was fine you could farm it that way it wasn't painful so like
0: yeah for me well one thing i did is kushala he likes to do that roar a lot especially in fourth gen he likes to do that that he jumps back and does his little rah and his head is just outside of his wind yeah uh so i would just focus on his head till you knock him over and that stops the wind and then i would continue to do what i was doing yeah exactly um uh, I use that a lot in second gen, uh, and I use that with charge blade in uh, fourth gen a lot. Um, I did want uh, we're, we're coming close to our recording time. Uh, we did talk about like like funny mistakes or things that hunters do. Oh yeah, and I want to talk about one that I did a lot in Monster Hunter world until I realized it wasn't needed is forever. The way to make potions was blue mushrooms plus herbs.
2: Oh yes, yes, I'm very familiar. Monster
0: Hunter World changed that, so I had hundreds of blue mushrooms, not even realizing I didn't need them for potions.
2: (laughs) (laughs) That's the thing about you
0: just need herbs. Yeah, that's the terrible
2: thing about that—the convenience of uh, Monster Hunter World is that um, a lot of the uh, the preparation that. Was required for a lot of the early generations. It's not needed for that anymore. Like you can just go back to the camp and you can like restock. You can change your armor. Um, with the with the past games, you, you just couldn't couldn't afford to do that. It's like, what are you doing? But nowadays, it's like, oh, don't worry. I'm just I'm just gonna go and oh, farcasters. Like, did they even have a purpose in in world anymore? Really, or does it? Yeah, it's fast
1: travel within combat. Yeah, or like if Lunostra is a supernova, my friend was just
2: castering away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just ninja yeah, just like ha ha! You'll never get me.
0: Now I don't know if it's just that I was overpowered when I was fighting Teostra or, or whatever, but like I do not find the supernova in Generations Ultimate that scary compared to Four U. I just don't. No, I I don't know. Maybe it's because I've adapted through the explosion, because I got used to doing uh, the 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 counter. I always forget what it's called now. The spirit something. Mm-hmm. What in world with the longsword, but um, the the like I don't know what it is about Teostra's explosion that it just didn't feel that threatening. It's faster though. It's faster than I remember. Yeah. As far as it going off, the sign for it, because like. I did get hit by it once, and I was like, "Oh, okay. Well, that didn't really hurt. it's supposed to be like devastating, and it really wasn't." So yeah, one of the, I I don't know.
2: Yeah, one of the things I found about it that was most interesting is that um, it was a lot easier to like either run away from it or flash bomb them, or even to just like jump through it, like just um, like not not Superman diving like like all the all the pros do, but like um, like just literally just rolling through it. And I'm like, wow, I, I didn't know you could just like th- roll through the explosion if you just timed it just right.
0: Yeah, iframe evasions yeah. are difficult to pull off, but a lot of the, the really good people use them. Mm-hmm. Um, I was thinking, I, foolishly so, because it ended up not happening, but I was good 90% way through a... Um, why am I blanking on the name? Narca Kuga fight Mm. in generations ultimate where I didn't get hit. I didn't get hit through 80% of the fight. And I was like, I, this is like amazing for me. Like, yeah, (laughs) I, I, I am feeling on top of the world. And then I got hit like six or seven times in a row and it just completely destroyed the whole mentality of it. But, um, it really reminded me of, um, yeah the 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 guys you know, i used to watch on try and three ultimate where they would you know get the feline heroics and like fight with like one touch of health left and like completely beat a monster oh wow you know like they're they're barrel bombing themselves to get down to like the last smidge of health and then going into a fight and it's like how are you still alive And their iframe dodging yeah. is what they're doing they've all got and all range, just Like things. holy cow it's just like what? Are you, oh my goodness! And like there was naked runs like that too, and I was just like, oh my goodness! Like I just can't, <laughs> <laughs> I can't play like that. So yeah, it's just yeah, like we've had we've come a long way in Monster Hunter, and it's like it's been, it's been, <laughs> it's been a roller coaster as far as like, I always felt it's gotten better with every game. That was that was sort of like a toss up with Generations Ultimate and World, you know, like it's yeah, it's got not a, it doesn't have near the quality of life it used to, but at the same time, it's got a lot more content than World does, so it's like uh, that to me. It's the first time it's been a toss up between the new game and the older game. Although a lot of people argue that Four U is still the best Monster Hunter.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh my God, that was a masterpiece.
0: Uh, eh, well,
3: no. maybe not.
2: That
1: uh, was pretty close. Not, for, not if you care about levels. <laughs> <laughs> like it's yeah. like some of the tra- area transitions in that game just make me just fume. Oh yeah! yeah. By the end just, of like those, the like, like, helport
2: yeah, halfway up the mountain. Yeah. From one area one to two. Yeah. Well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then there's, like, what was it? I think at the end of G-Rank for, like, for you, you had to, like, decipher scrolls and stuff like that. It's like, oh, there's a new monster you have to fight, kind of thing.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah, wasn't that for, like, Gogmazia? Yeah, that was for um,
2: that Raging Brack and Molten Tigrex, I think it was, too.
1: So my favorite set, I think, uh, is in Monster Hunter World, which is, if and, and it's been, like, made a lot easier, a lot more effective, uh, yeah, since mm-hmm. the Gamma Teostra. Uh, and it's... You you put on, like, sort of three pieces of Teostra, so you get, whenever you crit, you don't lose any sharpness. Mm-hmm. And it's sort of longsword, yes. the uh, meta longsword, with the n- element, non-elemental plus. And it, mm-hmm. you just sort of make it a 100% crit build with, like, a bunch of uh, weakness exploits and latent power and maximum might. On top of that, uh, that Taoster set, and you essentially never crit, or you never, um, lose sharpness when you're hitting in the weak spots of the monster.
3: Mm
0: hmm. Yep. It's such a just fun call. set,
1: just viscerally, just because of the critical hit feedback. Yeah. You're constantly
0: seeing that, that weird, fun.
2: weird effect. Yeah.
0: I did enjoy the mix set that I had, like, what was it, like, honed edge and like challenger two and something else like with a it was like a, i re, i all i remember about the set is it had a Rathalus waste on for you yeah. and it was it was a very popular mixed set um but you had to have the right charm to fully utilize it so i actually had most people had ballistics two on it or or something like that and i only had ballistics one because mm-hmm. of it um But I made it, I made it work. And that was a fun set. Uh, That was the first time that I used for you was the only time that I actually used outside sources to create a monster hunter build. Mm -hmm. Like I never did that before. That was not something I normally did. So yeah, yeah.
2: for, for a lot of the generations that I had, been playing, um, uh, Monster Hunter, I'd never really worried too much about like, the skills that I was looking at, I was it was more for the aesthetics, but then like, uh, when G, yeah, Generations and GU came, uh, that was when I was like, starting to get super creative, and like, like, right now I've literally filled up every, like, um uh, builder set like, um, uh Oh, like, the, the Yeah, like, yeah, slots? For the, like, the registered spots, like, they're all filled up right now. And like they're all filled up oh, with wow. like uh, the high rank stuff, and I've literally been like focusing on like, like deviant mixed sets, like where you get like a deviant set, but then you you replace like one of like the crappy pieces, like you'd take like um the chest which has like uh one of the deviant uh, skills, and then like either like the gloves or the head or whatever it happens to be that would happen to have two, and then like one of like the weaker skills, and then you would just replace those. With like a talisman with like three of that skill, the deviant skill, and then like whatever it is that you need, and then like three slots, and then you, you just go ham on it. Like, oh, hmm. so fun, so rewarding when you fin- when you finish it. It's, oh, feel on top of the world. But um,
0: I have I have yet to do any mixed sets in generations ultimate. I am just using Diablo's G. And reaping the benefits of that set. Oh, alone. <laughs> oh, you,
2: you, you're gonna love G rank by the end of it. The end game. Oh, it's just delicious. On
0: there, I beat Adelka. Kah. Oh, I beat him. He, he's, yeah. I,
2: screaming mantis. He's pretty. Fun. I soloed him. Pretty fun.
0: <laughs> I talked about it last episode. I soloed him with an audience, and it was it was glorious, but also nerve wracking. Oh my god, yes. <laughs>
2: Uh, I found out the lo- uh, the hard way that uh, when I was using Valor Longsword, it was it was just too easy. And then I go in there with Adepti's, uh Light Bowgun and like um, fighting him in his Mantis form, very easy. But when he goes all Master of Puppets with that giant fortress, it's like, oh my God, the range on those attacks, they just kill you. And you're like, oh no, should have stuck with the longsword.
0: <laughs> yeah. Speaking of
2: monsters that have sort of a mecha
1: theme to them.
0: (laughs) Yeah, no doubt.
1: I think, uh, like, I kind of like the whole subversion of Monster Hunter tropes the fourth gen had going with its sort of online end bosses. (laughs) Yeah. Because (laughs) um, Gogmasios is what I would term a flying industrial revolution yeah uh, <laughs> For which sure. is very which is very anti-monster hunter and then what is it nekarkos is a very like undead themed even though like monster, there's no mo- boss and monster hunter that are this dead because they're all living creatures
0: He's right. very. But, uh, people really, really argue that uh, Valhazak is dead. I've I've heard people argue that, and I'm like, he's not dead. He's just got a flu. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. I'd almost
2: argue that like Nakarko seems to almost be like um, inspired by like H.P. Lovecraft stuff, like you know, like all that undead and like alien tentacle stuff going on, all the goo and whatever.
0: Yeah, the blue goo, the blue glue. Yeah. Actually, it's just glue. yeah, the
2: glowing glue. <laughs> That is also blue.
1: Yeah, uh, Nicaracus is one of my favorite monsters, but I kind of... <laughs> yeah, he's He kind of lost me with Atalika. It's kind of like the robot shark jump of...
0: <laughs> 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 I You know, I, I'll agree with you there. Like, I love him and his mantis form. Like, it's one of the most creative final game bosses as far as, like... It's like a manageable-sized monster, but it's so dangerous. Yeah. And I like the part where it's whipping around those metal things with the strings and that kind of stuff. And yeah. it's like, oh, okay, this is a really cool fight. But I but I agree with you when it gets all mechaed and it gets all you know, it doesn't make sense that's being held together by his strings whatsoever. Yeah. Like all those me. crazy backflips, that, he's
2: just playing like all kinds of crazy crap. He's just all like, I'm gonna be the next Hokage, just ninja skills, and you're like, oh. <laughs> Oh no You just take the biggest hit of your life, it's like Did he actually just throw that at me? Oh my god. Hokage? Oh no never mind. It's yeah, Naruto. that's Naruto stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Anime uh... reference. <laughs> oh, what, what's, what's his catchphrase, uh
1: Morg? It's uh believe it. <laughs> yeah, you better believe it. It's my
3: ninja way.
1: Oh my sort of, gosh. Sort of like a Sounds like a sort of a some a political figure that you might have heard of. Oh, but, um, yes. Does he, does uh, he have <laughs> to have blonde hair as well? <laughs> but about a, a, a tall whatever. Um, yeah. The, 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 mech too, right? sorta, the mech form that is sort of... The mech form is cool. sort of like where it it pushes up against the 3DS's limitations because you couldn't... At least not in the monster Hunter engine. You couldn't exactly go all full... Shadow of the Colossus large-scale boss monster without kind of, you know, the scene sort of creaking a bit.
2: Uh, Yeah. I heard that there were some lagging issues, for sure, because of just the scale of the beast, for sure. Well, not even just that. I didn't
0: have any experience with that on the Switch, but I could see that on 3DS for sure. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Not even just that, though. It's just like sort of like Zoramagros. You kind of have... uh, uh, inflexibility in the animations and the attack animations. Like when you make something that big, you can only really sort of stomp around in a circle and turn. You can't really. Uh,
0: yeah, it does go, make uh, go it go anywhere.
3: He does.
2: He, he, he does. He, he does do a great job just kind of walking around. I mean, you know, do you do use Zora? You know, I mean, all we're doing is just kind of just beating you up until you go away. <laughs> I hate
0: Zora. <laughs>
3: Until you go away there.
0: <laughs> I like Zora's comment, uh like uh his 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 idea, but like oh my goodness, like as far as a fight goes, like yeah. Yeah, Where's my dragon? I mean, <laughs> it,
3: next it, uh it's just totally botched next week, as a fight.
1: Arch tempered Zora megros yeah. yeah, eyebrows, which I am not eyebrows
2: doing. waggle. I none, don't see any point just, <laughs> at all.
0: It's just not happening. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just not I feel like
2: that's that's like, like an inside joke with Capcom. It has to be because I mean like with all the uh the tempered and arch tempered monsters, they don't have any more health. So making oh yeah, a raid totally boss do. that you use ballistas and cannons and a Dragonator to beat uh <laughs> Um I feel like there's a there's like, a purpose that's being uh, ultimately defeated um when you have like heavy artillery in your pack and just blowing them up from like a million miles away.
1: Tempered monsters yeah. don't have any more health, but Arch Tempereds totally do. Oh no! Like you get you get thirty minute hunts out of like Kushala and the like. Mm.
0: That is true. Yeah, that the, the Valhazic Arch Tempered was a bit of an ordeal. It's the worst. Cause
1: yeah, it's like for sure. it's like one shot. It's like it's like the old Gognazios It's like this one shot endurance fest that you have to like soldier through. And if anyone screws yes. up, you're just done. Yep.
0: Yep. Yep. Well, guys, I think it's uh, it's a good, good wrap of the episode. I mean, it was kind of rambly, but I don't know. I thought it was good. Do um, you guys have anything else to say uh, as far as anything we talked about or
2: huh.
0: anything like that? You know, that's, that's
2: a really good question. Um, hmm. Oh! You know, uh I think we uh I think there was one thing that we failed to touch on uh, was um I think Generations Ultimate was like the only game where they showed like uh the raw attack values as opposed to like the artificial values. I think that was like uh the uh-huh. one thing that we didn't touch on.
0: The was it No, the original Generations did also. But I want to say I don't know. What did 4U do? I'm not sure what 4U did. It's been a while. Yeah. 4U I, I
1: was think... the, like, had the weapon modifiers was so, um, it, it It's oh. the dynamic to watch is it's the main team versus the, the sort of portable team. Mm-hmm. So I think Portable 3rd yeah. had the accurate, like, values. Right. And then, like, all the mainline games have the stuff that's, like, with the weapon multipliers thrown in.
0: Right. Okay. hmm yeah, no, that is that is a good point to bring yeah. up. Yeah, when you're get, you're basically looking at bloated attack values in Monster Hunter World, whereas you know Generation's Ultimate, you're looking at this is what the raw attack value of this weapon yeah. is without factoring anything. Yeah, in. I think it, I think <sighs> they
2: did that mostly because of like all the variables that were included, like with the the styles and all the arts. So like you'd get like a a different DPS ratio depending upon like um whatever the style was and whatever arts you happen to have at Equipped it at that time.
0: Okay, I'm not sure if style affects that, but definitely arts. I yeah. would say do. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. That's a good. That's a good last point. Um, so I guess we'll end it there, unless you have anything else to say, Haru. I
1: don't know. You know, I I I make sure to get my talking in. <laughs>
0: okay. Uh. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, well, thank you, Hunters, for joining us. Um, this is Fort One, um, and you can find me at Hunters Hub Pod on Twitter. And uh, I will see you guys next quest. And on that quest, where will you be, Haru?
1: I am at Kane's Dead Gran on Twitter. Not uh, not much original content, but uh, <laughs> i like to say thanks uh, for coming on, Morg
2: Daddy. Oh, it's my pleasure anytime you guys want me on uh, i'll be there that's
1: your handle isn't
2: it oh yeah for sure yeah
0: at at Morg daddy and then uh you're Subtle. gonna be starting a youtube channel soon so
2: yes that's correct yeah um yeah i'm uh, actually just starting a, a brand new series uh on youtube it's uh more daddy hunts and gu um it's mostly um just fun hunts um it's mostly for entertainment value. There's there's some insightful stuff, you know, like um, my opinions on certain things, as well as, like, uh, um, really decent builds. Um, most of the stuff that uh, pretty much everybody's doing. <laughs> but with my personal twist on it, for sure. Yeah.
0: yeah okay. Pretty fun cool. stuff. Sounds yeah. awesome. Alrighty.